0: Now, fight back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. We begin with a story that highlights a key issue in the opioid crisis and how it intersects with medical cannabis and public safety. Elaine Farrell is a TTC subway driver who suffers from chronic pain. She was on opioids for a long time and they wreaked havoc. On her health, her doctor moved her over to medical cannabis with CBD oil, and it worked well. And as we have discussed quite a few times on this program, CBD is the cannabis component that does not have psychotropic effects. In other words, it does not make you high. But the TTC said Farrell could not continue to drive unless she went off the CBD oil and back on the opioids. And here's what she had to say about it.
2: Back in September, I received uh, threatening uh, letters mm-hmm. stating pretty well that uh, if um, I don't stop, I will no longer uh, be a subway operator. I will have permanent medical restrictions against me. And um, even to the point that they demanded a letter from Dr. Verbora that he would no longer prescribe it to me whatsoever, and I had to say that that I will no longer take it, so for me to keep my job,
1: okay, and that audio clip of Elaine Farrell is from the CBC, so she's back on opioids. Um, how to explain all this? Let's go to TTC spokesman Brad Ross. Hello, Brad. Hi, Libby. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what's your explanation for this? Well, we um, uh, Elaine did the right thing and let us know that uh, that
2: she had been prescribed uh, CBD oil. We have, as you may well know, a fitness for duty policy and a random drug and alcohol testing uh, program in place here at the TTC with respect to alcohol, but also uh, cannabis and, and other drugs. And so anybody who is uh, prescribed any medicine that may impact their ability to perform their, their jobs, in other words, be fit for duty, um, had an obligation to come forward. So that's what she did. And um, and and ultimately, there was an independent medical assessment done, uh, and that independent um, review by a doctor uh, said that, um, or recommended anyway, that she not be cleared to return to subway operations. We could, however, accommodate her in a non-safety sensitive uh, position. Um
1: I'm just curious, when did you get that independent opinion? Because uh, as far as I know, uh, CBD oil does not have psychotropic effects and would probably um, leave somebody, you know, more in control of their faculties than opioids.
2: So that was in 2017. This uh, assessment, uh, and I, you know, I'm I'm not... You know, I, I, there are privacy issues here, and so I can't get into too many details. But that assessment is being grieved um, by the union on behalf of, of Ms. Farrell. So, um, what I will say, though, with respect to CBD oil, is I appreciate um, that you know there are some who say that it uh, doesn't have an impairing effect, and that may well be the case. Uh, but uh, the you know the, this is still a very gray area out there, and absent of any legislation or any regulation with respect to cannabis in the workplace, the TTC must err on the side of caution and, and then accommodate the employee. Safety cannot be compromised in any way, shape, or form. And so let's let this grievance play itself out um, and, uh, and see if we can't resolve this.
1: Well, I mean, there are people who would argue that, that drivers who are on high doses of opioids uh, endanger the public safety.
2: Absolutely, And so, the, but, but they cannot be taking those opi- opioids or, or be impaired by those opio- opioids while they are on duty. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, just, uh, you know, this is hardly scientific, but uh, I have some arthritis. I tried CBD oil. It did zero for my arthritis, but it certainly did not make me remotely high. I mean, there's mm. nothing in it that would do that.
2: Well, again, um, I can't get into the specifics of this, libby, but but our independent medical assessment came back and and the recommendation was at this time that uh, that the employee Elaine not be uh, cleared to return to safety sensitive work that as a subway operator.
1: Okay, and is it possible that that had something to do with perhaps other medication?
2: Uh, not, not that I'm aware of, no. I mean, every case is dealt with on this, so this is on a case by case basis. The PTC is not saying that CBD oil uh, is not something that an employee can take. This this particular case is one where uh, the ruling or the recommendation by our doctor was that she not be returned to um, to a safety sensitive position at this time. Not to say that in another case we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be a different uh, a different ruling.
1: Uh huh. And are you aware of any cases of subway drivers who are taking CBD oil? Uh, I not specifically but
2: again uh, we the, the the TTC requires our, any employee who is um, receiving or, or has a medical uh, has a prescription for any uh, narcotic that could uh, be flagged as as um, impairing to let us know so that we can accommodate them we don't we want our employees as Elaine did to tell us so that if they're out there uh, operating and they get and their name comes up for random testing that uh, if they test positive for for any drug or alcohol uh, and then they haven't um, you know or or drugs anyway a prescription drug for example and they haven't told us that they're on this prescription drug then there are consequences uh, up to including dismissal and so we want to make sure that that all of our employees understand that policy. Elaine clearly understands that policy. There, there is a, a dispute with this. We have a, a, a collective bargaining agreement, and there's a process to deal with that, and that's what we're, we're going through right now with this particular case.
1: Okay. Brad, thank you so much for that. You're very welcome,
2: Libby. Thanks for calling.
1: Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out, and I'd like to hear from you if you have some experience of this. I know that in the past we've heard from people who want to go off opioids and onto CBD oil, and and uh, it's an issue of cost because CBD oil is very expensive, and it's not necessarily covered. And there are, um, you know, unions, for instance, Leuna, which is laborers' union, which covers. Uh, CBD oil, uh, at which they think is better. Than opioids for people doing heavy work. So the numbers to call 416 740 toll free 1 866 740 4740. And I'm going to bring in John Papasturgiu, who is a Shoppers Drug Mart pharmacist. He teaches at the University of Toronto's Leslie Dan Faculty of Pharmacy. Of course, he's been with us many times and we've talked about medical cannabis
3: something we 're going to get you have to I think have to get used to talking about a little bit more the kind of the issue that 's been brought up today I think is going to play out more and more commonly in workplaces as we gain more experience with u- using medicinal cannabis
1: okay you 're a pharmacist you know this stuff uh, is there isn 't there medical evidence which shows that CBD oil does not make you high if that 's the Potion that yeah, you I get. Think, yeah,
3: I think therapeutically we're aware that CBD oil does, doesn't have a psychotropic effect. So it's not like THC where you get the high feeling, you can feel impaired, paranoid. There's different kind of uh, uh, potential side effects with the THC uh, side of, of cannabis. But the CBD oil has many benefits. The psychotropic adverse effects are not part of that. But I think it's important to say we're not exactly sure, you know, what this uh, patient was taking. He's definitely not a patient of mine. So we have to, you know, think about all other aspects. What other medications are they on? Are they other on the other potentially psychotropic medications that could amplify the effect of uh, potentially what, what she's taking? So I think. Uh, as it was you know,
1: interesting, though, that Brad Ross said mm-hmm. uh, said I said said that as far as he knows, this was only about CBD oil.
3: Yeah, I I mean, mean, there
1: might be other reasons, but, I mean, as a pharmacist, uh, would you rather get on a subway car being driven uh, by somebody on opioids or somebody on CBD oil?
3: I mean, one of the big uh, benefits of uh, medicinal cannabis is the ability to reduce the amount of opioid that a patient's taking. And I think that's a a huge potential benefit. We know that we have an opioid problem here. We know when you take high doses of opioids, there's potential, very potentially serious side effects. And we see that playing out in the media every day. I mean, uh, you can become impaired. You can have respiratory depression. The most important thing here, I think, is that the patient's being managed by a physician. So this is not something being taken recreationally. It's something that's under the prescription authority of a physician. And they're being, uh, hopefully, seeking out some information from their pharmacist as well. If they're they're on other medications, you want to avoid those potential interactions. But again, a big benefit here is if we're able to reduce the effective dose of the opioid, I think we're winning.
1: Um yeah. Yeah, and in your experience when you encounter people on CBD oil they're not impaired?
3: No, generally not. No, and I you know, I think that's one of the the benefits of the oil itself, but I think I I think we've got to be um, clear here that most patients, you know, many of the patients aren't going to be just taking CBD oil. And I think this this is going to become a broader argument as we talk about medicinal cannabis, combination CBD and THC, you know, patient safety is also important. I mean, public safety is also important, so I think These are all issues that are going to come up, Libya as uh, as this becomes more common. So
1: do you see – you talked about reducing an opioid dose. So you've seen patients who – Go on CBD and then they they're still on opioids
3: but just less. Absolutely, I mean I, I I rarely see patients that are able to go entirely off the opioids, but we do see them reduce their dose and that's important because the dangers uh, of opioids become exponential as you get on higher and higher doses. So that's I think a a big win. And then we got to really look at the literature and say where's the evidence for medicinal cannabis and I think more importantly cannabinoids because most of the studies are done with cannabinoids uh, the pharmaceutical product being sativa so things like uh, chronic pain spasticity uh, we know for chemotherapy induced nausea and vomiting so we have benefits in those areas and we know uh, uh, medicinal cannabis works in this area you know, what I'm hearing is a lot of patients coming in with questions about medicinal cannabis being beneficial in areas that we don't have any evidence in. And I think the public has to be careful about this as well, because they're coming in, hey, I, you know, I hear it helps for this and that. You know, arthritis, you mentioned you tried it, didn't have a huge benefit. There's a little evidence for, you know, severe arthritis that you may get some benefit. But again, we don't really know, Well, right? no,
1: I I, I remember I, I brought it up with someone that... I, you know who knows quite a bit about this. Mm-hmm. After I got a prescription for it, they said, "Sure, yeah, it might help you." And that, and then the other person he was practically uh, laughing at me. Mm-hmm. It was a relative, <laughs> <laughs> you know, saying, "And where did you see evidence that this was going to help?" Uh, and it was, it was, you know, I'll take a flyer. It doesn't matter. It's you know, my situation isn't severe. If it would have helped me, great. But um, yeah, I mean.
3: Yeah, this is, I mean, I think as pharmacists, we're preparing ourselves for an onslaught of questions as this becomes more and more popular. Because the other aspect of this is concomitant medications. What else are you taking? And it's not, we have patients out there taking tricyclic antidepressants, for example, opioids, you know, a lot of medications that have psychotropic effects, benzodiazepines. I you know how does this when you start combining all this stuff what's the potential impact going to be and I think that's uh, the key here is it should be medically monitored should be under the supervision of a physician getting advice from a pharmacist and then if these uh, you know issues crop up we're able to manage them
1: uh generally speaking uh When you uh, put somebody on CBD oil, do you tell them not
3: to drive? Well, so we're not really putting people on CBD oil. If they come in with us right now, uh, patients are getting uh, medicinal cannabis only through a mail order, right? So direct from the licensed producer that may change in the near future, but for now, that's the only way to access it. Uh, So we we do get a lot of questions. No, I don't think I would tell someone not, not to drive on that. You know, it's the same. What about on opioids? Yeah, same thing. Would I tell someone not to drive on opioids? I mean, I'd ask them, how do you feel when you take the opioids? Are you drowsy? You know, do you feel like you're not able to operate a, a, a vehicle? Depends on the dose. It depends on the response. Libby, mean you could take the exact same dose of an opioid. Uh, And irregardless of our size differences and everything else, you could be fine and I could be just knocked right out. And there's a genomic, uh, you know, uh, component here as well. And, you know, I do a lot of work in this here. So this is very patient-specific. I think the TTC guy said that as well. They try to deal on uh, cases, you know, uh, patient by patient. And I think that's really the way we're going to have to do this until we see uh, more and more evidence come forward, right? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And do you expect to see um, more and more a workplace drug p- plans covering it because again so. it's it's I don't know if the price is going to come down or anything but it, it's
3: expensive. It's expensive, but you know I don't think we realize how expensive some of these other medications are because uh, we're so used to having them paid for either through the public program or third party payers. But a lot of, the opioids can be expenses. A lot a lot of these other. Uh, medications for neuropathic pain, and when I say pain for medicinal cannabis, it's really the evidence around neuropathic pain is pretty good. So, I mean, these drugs aren't cheap uh, uh, either. But I do, to answer your question, I do think we're going to start seeing it prop up being covered by plans uh, as the employers, as the uh, uh, the plan members start asking for it. I think it's going to come up for sure. Uh, we're going to see more and more coverage.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And again, how many questions do you get from people about this?
3: It's pretty funny eh? because they're never direct questions yet it's like I have a friend you know (laughs) I get a lot of that or um, but slowly I think the public is becoming a little bit more comfortable uh, asking the pharmacist questions if there's one thing you know I could you know uh, leave here today with is if you have a question if you're thinking of using either either medicinally um, you're on other medications Ask your pharmacist. We're there to help. We're trained in this area. And I think we, we, we might be able to provide some in, insight on the safe use and also potential drug interactions.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, up in the air. I just find it, uh, you know, on the face of this story, really interesting that there would be a determination that, that you know, there's not enough evidence to show. That CBD oil is not psychotropic. Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm not sure what type of evidence they're looking for. I think therapeutically that's accepted. Uh, uh, sometimes you can get these oils that do have some THC in it as well. I'm not sure if they do drug tests there. I understand, again, the patient, yeah. uh, the public safety aspect, but I think, uh, as a general kind of understanding, CBD oils don't have psychotropic effects. You know, is she taking anything else? Uh, I don't know. Again, she's not my patient, and it's only what I read in the newspaper. But I think this is something, uh, Libby, is going to start coming up. We're going to hear more and more of this as human resource departments start putting together kind of plans for how to deal with this if it comes up in the workplace.
1: Uh-huh. And uh – we mentioned she's got, she's, she's got some disc problems, but also fibromyalgia. Is there evidence that this is good for fibromyalgia?
3: Yeah, a little bit, not a ton. I mean, you know, fibromyalgia would you know, fall into that chronic pain uh, batch. And I think, listen, you know, patient-specific, could she get benefit? I really think she, probably, she could, you know. And I, if it, in anecdotally she's telling us she's lowering her opioid
0: dose, I think that's a good thing as well.
1: Okay. Um, John Papa Sturgio, thank you so much for being with us and enlightening us on this.
0: always good to be here. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1.